0: Good evening. It will be good for you to have your Bible ready in Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18. We're going to meet three good people tonight. It is probably the case you've met these three people before. In fact, could be in some recent Bible reading or Bible class you've heard some mention made of these people. Even in that case, it will be valuable to review to meet these three people again. I'm talking about Aquila, Priscilla, and Apollos. They demonstrate good attitudes and behaviors for our learning, our admiration, our imitation today. I decided that I would go back in this sermon and cover that story. It's in Acts 18, 24 through 28. but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And when he wished to cross to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. When he arrived, he greatly helped those who through grace had believed, for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the Scriptures that the Christ was Jesus. That's the reading of Acts 18, 24 through 28. And here is this man, Apollos, of the Jewish race from Alexandria, with two important skills, eloquence, and along with that, a good knowledge of the scriptures. With him, I'm going to say, his two best friends, Aquila and Priscilla, Apollos comes to Ephesus, becomes acquainted with these two Christians. They provide for Apollos exactly the counsel and instruction he needed, and they do it with excellent grace. Apollos was now able to use his eloquence and his knowledge to refute unbelief, and it says what he was doing, showing by the Scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. We have every reason to believe that he did this from a heart devoted to loving God. Three good people who still today can help us understand ourselves, better ourselves, and become better engaged as disciples of Christ. Four, observations about Apollos can deliver the truth to us For good self-examination. Four observations about Apollos can deliver the truth to us for good self-examination. Number one, Apollos was knowledgeable. Verse 24 says he was mighty in the scriptures, or in the English Standard Version, competent in the scriptures. Apollos was a Jew born at Alexandria. It is my understanding Jews who were raised in this Egyptian city were generally highly educated. Historians estimate at the time of Apollos, about one million Jews resided in Egypt. Alexandria was an important center of academic learning. You may remember the Old Testament had been translated from Hebrew into the Greek in Alexandria. The Jews had built an enormous synagogue. Alexandria was the second city in rank behind the Roman Empire, having a distinction of being a great seat of learning. Jewish students received a thorough education there. But while all of that is historically true and played some role in terms of opportunity, Being born in Alexandria didn't infuse knowledge into Apollos. Having access to books and classes and teachers will not, in itself, train or educate or make wise. Apollos applied himself. He took initiative in time. He read. He probably got up early and stayed up late. He didn't excuse himself from his studies. And as he pursued his education, his primary object was to become knowledgeable in the Scriptures. That doesn't happen just because you live in a certain place. Knowing Scripture is the result of personal determination, discipline, devotion. It requires much time and effort. It begins with your devotion to the author. The rewards of such work are so valuable, so abundant, so satisfying, there is no regret about the investment of time and mental energy. I want to encourage each of us not only to read Scripture, but to spend time focusing on the meaning, seeing connections in the text, discovering truth you have missed before, reviewing truth you've studied before learning more of God becoming closer to Christ being challenged with the Bible open before you to live a deeply reverent life with God Bible study Bible study is not just for preachers it is for everyone who loves God and his word Read, study, apply God's word, to be right with God, to be a good disciple of Christ, and to be knowledgeable. Apollos was knowledgeable. We may reach the academic equivalent of his education, but we have access to the most important book anybody could have, God's word. Apollos was knowledgeable. Number two, he was also teachable. Aquila and Priscilla took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. There was something Apollos didn't know yet, but he wasn't arrogant, nor were his two friends arrogant. Apollos listened. He was teachable, and because of that good and honest heart, he was able to bring his preaching in line with truth and reality to become even more powerful. He needed to hear that John's work was over and the one John said would come had arrived and had finished his work and there was a certain way to respond to Jesus in baptism. This couple, Christians, took an interest in Apollos that was sincere, and gracious. They could have said nothing, or they could have stood up and humiliated Apollos in front of others. They could have marked him as a false teacher in front of others, but without saying anything to him. They did not take any of these immature approaches. If there was any temptation to act in these ways, this couple did not go down those wrong pathways. They went directly to Apollos taught him something he didn't know yet, and the outcome was good for everybody and pleasing to God. Not everybody who is knowledgeable is teachable. Here's what I mean. Some students at a certain point in their education arrive at a place of some arrogance, where they think and may say, nobody can teach me anything now. And when a student reaches that point, they shut themselves off from future learning and they lose their effectiveness as a teacher of others. The old familiar expression is a know-it-all attitude. Sometimes people who acquire vast amounts of information fall into a pit of ignorance because they become arrogant and they decide they know it all. Not Apollos. Though knowledgeable, he was still teachable. And that shows humility, a good heart. And along with that, a healthy willingness to stand corrected. Let me put it that way a healthy willingness to stand corrected. Something every one of us ought to have, no matter how much information we take in, how quickly, how much we remember. How much scripture we can quote, our imperfection, our capacity to make mistakes, and our personal tendencies toward pride and prejudice ought to be confessed and guarded against carefully. If you reach a place in life where you are so stubborn you cannot accept correction, you're no longer teachable, and that's decay of character. May I say that again? If you reach a place in life where you are so stubborn you cannot accept correction, you are no longer teachable, and that's decay of character. And it is not compensated for by all your previous accumulation of knowledge. Apollos was the kind of person we should seek to be today, knowledgeable but also teachable, and along with that he was approachable, Verse 26, they took him aside. English Standard Version, they took him and explained. Here is a test of personal humility. Would you let someone take you aside? Well, I'll tell you that I've been taken aside a few times. And I confess it can be unsettling. And there is a tendency that must be suppressed to be immediately defensive. I believe Apollos, though knowledgeable and eloquent, carried himself with people in such a way he was approachable. I need to inquire of myself. Do people feel free to approach me? How do I carry myself? What is the message of my demeanor? Not just the message of my tongue and pen, what is the message of my demeanor? I need to be aware of something I studied with you in a previous sermon not long ago. In 1 Corinthians ten twelve, it tells us, Let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. I should be constantly aware I can be mistaken, and I can be wrong, and I can sin. I need to be teachable and approachable. It could be it could be some of the most valuable things you learn about yourself you learn in the context of criticism if you automatically refuse all criticism and correction you may shut yourself off from one of the great sources of edification available apollos was knowledgeable teachable approachable, and to that I would add, he was immovable. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. A few years ago, We took up this passage in four sermons and did follow-up studies. Christians are people who are rooted and grounded in their faith and determined they will not move away from Christ. The idea is being solid, steadfast, not occasionally, but always abounding in the work of the Lord. Now, back to Acts 18, find verse 28, where it says that Apollos, after being corrected now including the full truth of the gospel about the response of baptism, vigorously refuted the Jews publicly, showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. This work he did required not only knowledge, but firmness of conviction, courage, and courage under fire. Apollos was immovable. And he was immovable not because he was an educated Alexandrian, not because he was a good public speaker and debater. He was immovable because he personally believed and practiced what he preached. Jesus is the Christ. He really believed that with all his heart, and his preaching and living was based on that. You know, you can be eloquent and knowledgeable, but movable, subject to compromise, yielding to temptation, and leaving the Lord and His work, going back into the world. If you could look behind the preacher's doors, in some cases you would be disturbed. There are men who are tremendous public speakers, and they know their subject well. But in the discipline of life, they do not really know the author of Scripture. There are preachers and teachers and elders so weak in their character The devil has made them movable. They move away from the Lord into adultery or dishonest gain or arrogance or some other kind of wickedness. Though we are disturbed about these falls from the faith, we can be encouraged by examples like Apollos. And there are many Christians today who show the same good traits of steadfastness and who are steadfast, immovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord, these people know that their labor in the Lord is not in vain. So we can confidently affirm Apollos was acceptable to the Lord. Everything in the account leads us to believe the Lord accepted the life of Apollos through the cleansing blood of Christ received by Apollos through the activity of his faith. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 3, Paul is reviewing good work that had taken place in Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. And then in chapter 4, verse 6, Paul said, I have applied all these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, brothers, that you may learn by us not to go beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up in favor of one against another. What does this tell us? Paul and Apollos preached in Corinth, working together as moved by the Holy Spirit so that people in Corinth would hear the gospel of Christ and so that Christians would know how to live. Paul speaks with commendation of Apollos. And when this testimony is added to Acts 18, there's every reason to believe this man's life and work was acceptable to the Lord, knowledgeable, teachable approachable, immovable, and so by faith in Christ, acceptable to the Lord. Finally, I wanted to make this comment about Aquila and Priscilla. Leadership doesn't mean getting people to follow you. Leadership is not about controlling people, making people servants to your own convictions. Leadership means helping and teaching people so that they follow the Lord more closely. Aquila and Priscilla didn't want Apollos to follow them. They wanted Apollos to follow the Lord. Their purpose was to lead Apollos to teach and follow the Lord more closely. So there are three good people we met in this brief study, and all three direct us to these valuable points of self-examination. Am I seeking to be knowledgeable? Am I humble enough to be teachable? And do I convey to people that I'm approachable? Am I, in the activity of my daily faith, strong and immovable? All of this is known by the Lord, and I know each of us want to be acceptable to Him. I hope we are. Thank you for listening.